0: Welcome to the Walk From Home podcast with Mr. Tolu In this podcast series, I will be talking about various ways for you to transit to working from home, if you are not already doing so. If you are already working from home like me, I will be talking about a lot of things you can do to scale your business and move it to the next level. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Work From Home podcast with Mr. Tolu Balogun. With me is Derek, all the way from Utah. And please, Derek, introduce yourself to the listeners. Thank you, Tolu. Uh, my name is
1: Derek Van Ness. I live in Salt Lake City. I work from home and uh, run a wealth strategy and tax strategy firm here in the United States to help uh, small business owners to be more successful with their money. Uh, both on the financial strategy side, but also saving taxes and, and just being smarter with their money.
0: Okay, perfect. So before I even start to ask you about how you started to work for home Business, I want you to give us a quick um, guide into what you do, kind of like a case study of how you help people. Okay, great. So our specialty
1: is... You know there are a lot of people who help people to make more money we help people to keep more of the money that they make through paying less taxes and then also to be smarter with it uh, with investments and growth strategies so what makes us a little bit different is typically a lot of business owners especially work from home people right you have lots of write-offs and stuff but if you're not taking advantage of those you end up paying too much in tax and then also the mistake that i see a lot of small business owners make is they reinvest every single dollar they have into their business, which in many ways is good, but you should always be taking a few chips off the table and getting them somewhere else working for you so that you have a, a cushion financially if things don't go perfectly or we run into a coronavirus or the market or the economy slows down. And then also, What that ensures is that every single month, every single year, you get wealthier. And we help people to do that, to create systems that do it, so you don't have to do it out of willpower. It just happens automatically and it grows your money in a safe way. So that's, that's really our key, is to help people to be smarter with their money. Pay attention to the things that a lot of people skip over. Most business owners are so focused on make more money, make more money, make more money, that they don't see it all going out the back door because they're mismanaging cash flow, paying taxes, and they're not doing the right things with the money that they are making. So, yeah, that's kind of our specialty.
0: Okay. Oh, I'm really happy that you took your time to explain that very well. Because um, for me, to be honest, I when I started my business, even up to like let's say I only started getting a little bit smarter with my money, say two months ago, I was making a lot of money, but. As you said I was spending it as it was coming it was either going back into the business or to the family or to other things that needed to be done and I had zero savings so in as much as I was making a lot of money I was also spending a lot of money and I felt the solution was to always kill the business I was able to double my revenue the first year I started working from home I was able to double it again the second year but that spending habits did not change, and it's good that you have an automation in place that helps people to do it, as you said, without the willpower. That's the key there. I agree, and it's, it's the same thing
1: with your, your business. So, you know, you really want to have systems in place so that you, uh, you, so that you succeed. If you always rely on your willpower, always rely on you having to remember mentally to do it. It just doesn't happen very consistently. And, you know, in, in a home-based business, you don't usually have a huge team. You, you're you doing a lot of it. So having systems to help you, every single system that's working for you is almost like having an employee. It takes care of a job without you having to do it. So yeah, automation is really important for people who are working, you know, by themselves or, or in a small business.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. And um, so let's now go and... Dive in to how you started working from home did, did you have a nine to five prior to working from home or you just started right <clears throat> off working from home
1: no i had a nine to five when i came out of college you know i i knew i wanted to own my own business but i was still pretty new and so i wanted to get some experience somewhere i started working at a firm uh, doing telemarketing you know a lot of phone calls we did equipment loans for businesses. And it was really good for me because I got to talk to a lot of business owners. But very quickly I became aware, I wanna own my own business. And so I was working on my my nine to five, but I also was working on my own business. And what that started off looking like was, I was living in Los Angeles at the time, and I had about a 45 minute drive to work and then 45 minutes home. And I wanted to be a real estate investor and flip houses. And this was before, this was like 2001. So before house flipping was really like a popular thing, I just knew I could buy a house and fix it up and maybe sell it for more. And I thought that was pretty good. So I spent that 45 minutes each way, learning about my business, learning how to be a real estate investor and how to price properties and how to negotiate better and sales tactics and all of that. So that was my first step. Then once I kind of knew what I was doing and I actually wanted to start running the business, I took a lot of my lunch hours and a lot of my time after work and a lot of my weekends to set up my bank accounts and to get my website set up and to start doing my marketing and a lot of that stuff. And I did it as long as I could, right? Like what happened was eventually my business started going and it was costing me money to be at my nine to five, right? Because I couldn't be working on my business. And my transition point for a lot of people who want to start their own business is get your business going, your side business going uh, the best that you can. But once you get to the point where you're making enough money with your business that your nine to five is now costing you more than it's making you, then it's time to quit. Because what I see a lot of people do is they get everything set up or they decide they want to start a new business. They quit their nine to five and maybe they've got some money saved. But then it's like a noose around their neck. They're like, because they're, they're, they know they only have this much money and every day it gets a little smaller and a little smaller. And what happens is they start, they start doing the wrong things. They focus on what can pay me today, right now, but may not be what's going to grow the business. They may take on bad clients. They may go for too cheap a price. They may not uh, build the right product or, or be able to invest in people properly. So I think the... If you can stay with your business long enough to get the revenue going before you make the jump, it's really, really important because I've seen a lot of people kind of, I call it jumping off the cliff and learning how to fly on the way down. You know, if you don't learn to fly, you just crash. So I think it's better if you give yourself a little more time, even if it takes a couple more months, six months, six months more, or a year more but now you're really, you already know how to fly. You already know how to make money. Then when you make the jump, it's like jumping into freedom, not jumping to your death. I think that's really important for a lot of people because a big part of success, especially if you're working for yourself is right here. It's your mindset. And if you're in fear and you're in scarcity, it causes you to contract and you're always thinking about shrinking expenses. But you can't shrink your way to success. You have to expand your way to success. And the only way to expand your way is you have to have abundant thinking. You have to have expansive thinking. You have to think about creation and value, not so much about how do I milk every dollar out of this. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely does. I am happy with your analogy, especially as um, a lot of people who have not already made the dive um, are... Kind of holding back, like this um, work from home thing is not for me. But you know, when they get to the start and they minimize the risk as much as possible while still growing their um, business, their passion, they can then get to that place of comfort where they don't have to think, "Is this the right step for me?" But they will actually know, as you said, that this is the right point for me to say bye to my nine to five job. For um, some people, um, the the risk of you know, jumping down and learning to fly on the way down is a big risk. Some people make it and then, you know, they, they are able to, you know, cope. Like I've had a few guests that just took the dive and they were able to get it. And, but there's still a lot of people out there that we don't know their stories. They made the dive and they just, you know, went crashing down. So, and it's also, you know, um, as you said, it's about the willpower, the mindset. If your your mindset is not in the right place, you would definitely prize wrongly you would um, shrink, and I like the way you said the, you know, shrink, uh, you don't shrink your way to success, you grow your way to success. It's, a, it's like, that's like the best line I've, uh, I've heard for um, explaining that. I really admire that. So now let's go to, now that you were able to, you know, decide that it was time to quit the 9-to-5 and get going with the, um, with the main job, which is your work-from-home business, you know you had put a lot of hours into learning while you were doing the 9-to-5. Because as you were explaining, I noticed it was all of the free time you could find. You poured it into becoming good at what you are trying to sell as a business. And it helped you because um, you were able to grow your business to a point where it became more meaningful to do your work than the 9-to-5. So were there any peculiar difficulties you noticed during um, the time of transitioning that you felt you would not have been able to handle if you still did not have the nine to five? Yeah, I mean, there there
1: definitely were some times where I doubted myself, right? Because I would make some money and then I would run into uh, a new challenge, uh, a wall or a slow period. And I, re- I definitely remember thinking, I have $6,000 of bills to pay this month and I only have three thousand dollars in my bank account. What am I going to do, right? And I remember being, being very concerned about that. Um, and I, you know, I had to refocus on like, you know, what can I do to generate the money and get through this. And I think what people have to remember is that the marketing companies sell you this idea that it's all going to happen really fast. In ninety days, you're going to make all this money, or, or thirty days, you're going to make all this money because that sounds exciting. I can tell you this from having run several businesses myself, and you can probably uh, attest to this, running a business is a marathon, it's not a sprint. And a lot of it is just staying in the game. The longer you're in the game, the better you get, the more clients you have, the more experience you have, the more skills you have, you start to build up relationships, you start to build up knowledge. And one of the formulas that we work with is mental capital, your knowledge. Plus relationship capital, the people that you know, equals financial capital. So the more you know, as far as your brain and the more people that you know that are the right people, when you put those together, that's how you create money, right? Because you you can create value for those people and they share it with people and and get it out there or they can help you to heighten what you're good at. And so what we want to do for people is, sure, you want to make money, you need to make a living. But you need to remember that quite often, if you let's say you've had your nine to five for 10 years or five years, to think that you're going to go from 10 years of experience and then in your new job, that you're, your new business that you're brand new at, that you don't have a lot of experience at, that you're going to replace that income in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, in most cases, it's unrealistic. I'm not saying it can't happen, but for most people, it doesn't happen, and that's okay. What you really want to be able to do is stay in the game and the longer you stay in the game the better you get Um, and the other really important thing i think is to do work that that matters to you i love the idea of like following your passion but when most people think about passions they think about hanging out on the beach or listening to music or going to music festivals or playing an instrument or playing a sport and those are all great but many of those are difficult to turn into a business. So a lot of times when people are looking at what business do I wanna get into, I would urge you to think about what what's the work that matters? If I got up every day and I did something that would motivate me, that I felt was important to the world, that I would stick with it, then that's really, really important. Because um, if you're not doing something that matters to you, what happens is every business has a point in time, in my experience, where it's not worth the money. You're having a hard time. The money's not working. And if you're just in it for the money, you're going to quit. And the problem is when you quit, then you go back to zero with the next business or the next job. And every time you go back to zero, you lose all that experience, all that time. It's not that you don't take any of it with you, but a lot of times you don't take enough of it. So I really think if you can focus on something that's important to you, that matters, that will, that you would do, even if it's not paying you super well, at least for a period of time that's really important because we're all going to be tested that way everybody i know who's been in business has gone through a time where it's like it's just not worth the money right now and if what you do doesn't matter to you you'll give up and and we just don't want that because it sets you back so far
0: and um i'm really impressed that you said um sometimes you just have to be consistent at what we're doing because and there are times when you face a lot of hardship and a lot of challenges the consistency really matters um, my own lesson for when I was growing was one was this. There were things that I was doing, um, they were not generating funds for me. But more importantly than doing them and not generating funds was the fact that it was a learning process for me. I am someone that learns faster, better, more efficiently on the job. So it was for me not um, work in the real sense. It was a learning experience. So by the time I came out and said, this is what I do, I already have had enough experience to back it up that this is what I'm doing. So it kind of gave me the um the, um an example to showcase that this is what I've done, even though the, what I had done did not fetch me money, but I was able to use that experience to bid for jobs that were able to give me some funds. So sometimes it's can get frustrating when we're doing something and it's not, it feels like it's not working out. But um, what are the lessons we are getting out of that thing? There has to be something that we might be able to say, okay, this is what one valuable thing I'm gaining from this particular experience and how can I apply that experience to make sure that it um, brings me some funds along the way down the line. So um, directly, is it bringing you money? No. But indirectly, is it bringing you the money you need? Yes, it will eventually. So far, you know how to manage that experience.
1: Yeah, like, uh, you know, we, we glamorize athletes, a lot of people, right? Like, and you, you're on all the commercials. You see the guy running the bleachers and doing the drills and doing all this stuff. They're not getting paid for any of that, right? What they're doing is they're building their skill set. So quite often for young people, what I urge them to do is, if you know what you want to do, but you're not ready to make the jump, take jobs that will build your skill set. Like you said, it's like getting paid to go to school. Even if it's not a super high paying job, you're learning the skills that are gonna make you good so you can get the next better job, which will teach you some more skills. And then eventually you'll be prepared to go because you have the skills and do the thing that you wanna do with your life. So a lot of times I have people reverse engineer it. If you wanna be a, a, a marketing executive, or run your own marketing company, then you look at what are the skill sets that the best marketers have? They're good copywriters, they're good organizers, they have a technology team, they have you know, all these, they know how to create products and they know how to speak well into the camera. I think that's becoming so important with Zoom and everything now is learning how to sell on video. And so make a checklist of all those things and say, what jobs can I take? Where can I get the experience for these things? even if I'm not making a lot of money because I know eventually they're going to lead me where I want to go. I had someone, I was teaching this in a high school class at one point and this this gal raised her hand and she said, you know, I want to be a singer or I can't remember what it was. And she said, but you know, I have a chance to take this bookkeeping job. And I said, well, the problem with getting a bookkeeping job is now your resume says I'm a bookkeeper. And so it's going to be very difficult to get other types of jobs unless you're willing to go all the way back to the beginning. So I'd rather you take jobs, even if it's being a receptionist at a music studio or whatever, so that you can start building experience in the direction that you want to go, because ultimately that's the only way we move up. And if you take jobs as a, a dishwasher or bagging groceries at the local market, the problem with that is it doesn't build any skills. I'd rather that you take a job that doesn't pay very much but that you get the skill set so that your next job will be better instead of just the same.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely makes sense. And um, now that um, we've understood a lot about your journey working from home, um, what is a frequent problem that you notice with um, work from home entrepreneurs that is probably like one of the most, one of the most repetitive problems you find with them, especially when it comes to managing their finances, from um, paying of taxes. Yeah, well, a couple of things. I think
1: uh, a big problem from working from home is I think sometimes people, they think of it differently than they would think if they went to a business and worked there, right? Because when you go to an office, you kind of go into business mode, and I think people mix their home life and their, and their business life. And that's okay. That's part of the advantage of living at home and working at home is you have the ability to do that. But also from a business and a financial standpoint, you need to still treat the business like a business, right? And I think a lot of people, they, they don't pay attention to their money and they co-mingle their home money with their business money. So they don't know what's going on. And when you don't know what's going on, it's very difficult to make good decisions. Can we take on more marketing? Are we profitable every month? Are we just barely breaking even? Um, What are our overall costs? How much does it cost to run the business? Um, Being aware of, of where the money's going. Is it you're spending a lot on groceries or is it that you're spending too much on marketing? If you don't know because you're mixing all that up and you're not tracking it. So I see a lot of small business owners who work from home kind of take things casually And when they do that, they're working with incomplete or inaccurate information as they make decisions. They think one thing is happening, but something else might be. And so I think it's very important to make sure you have two separate bank accounts, right? Even if you uh, work from home and you have just the sole proprietorship, which in the United States tax wise is the same as you, but you have a separate bank account, the business money comes here, you have your personal money here, the business pays money over to you, unless the business is gonna pay for certain things. so that you're just really clear on what's happening financially. I just think a lot of people, they look at their bank account and they say, I have enough money to pay my bills, so I'm okay. What they don't realize sometimes is there's a credit card building up over here or there's a taxes are coming due and they're not ready for that or all these other things that don't show up in the bank account, and so they're making a decision that's incorrect because the information they're looking at isn't the whole picture. So that's probably the biggest the biggest mistake I see That, and I think people who work from home, this isn't a financial thing, but it it does impact their business. They try to do everything themselves, right? Or they try to do everything on the cheap. And I think there's some, there's value in working with people from Fiverr and other things, but sometimes you got to pay for really good professional work. And that makes a really big difference in helping your business stand out as opposed to doing everything on the cheap and and yourself.
0: Yeah, Sure. Sure. And the, the good thing with um, going ahead to get professional um, help is the value is always going to come back to you because um, the, the amount of time it will take someone who is a great professional at something is way lesser than the amount of time it will take someone who is probably just learning or even decide to do it yourself. And that time loss can never be gained again. And the level at which the job will be done, it will be so impressive and will most likely give you more returns if you out to do it the cheap way
1: yeah it's it's funny when i was living in new york city i had a friend she was from the bronx and 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 she didn't make a lot of money and she came over to our house because we were going to go out that night and she was wearing some really beautiful boots and we were like wow those are incredible those are beautiful boots and my girlfriend at the time asked her she said how, you know how did you afford those and she said oh honey i'm too broke to go cheap right and what she meant was she paid three hundred dollars for these boots and they're amazing but they're going to last her 10 years instead of spending forty dollars on boots but having to replace them every six months right in the long term the cheap cost more than the expensive because of the quality and so if you have pieces with your business branding or your marketing or your your book or whatever your like centerpieces are the things that you expect to use for years to come it's worth spending the money on the quality because it will return over and over and over. If it's just one social media post, you don't, you can go cheap. Right. But if you're talking about your, your primary product, your primary brand, your primary marketing, you know, like your, your podcast, this is going to be around forever. You don't want to go cheap. You really want to spend the money to do it right because it's going to continue to pay forever and ever and ever.
0: Uh, And um, another thing for those who cannot even afford to do it at the time, I mean, immediately, right away, like, spend the money on things you want to do. You can always, you know, um, scale as things go. You can start small and then build your business. Don't think you have to do it, like, right here, right now, or wait till when you have it all set. I'm sure the lady who had to, you know, spend 300 bucks, for our boots, uh, did not just come about it once. She had to take a time to evaluate that this is a really great decision for me to make. And then she was able to make the savings and then purchase the boots. And this that you said right here is something that also helped me. You know, I said just two months ago, I started making a different, type, different types of financial decisions that have been paying for me big time. Um, there, what, there was um, some subscriptions that I do that I could afford to pay yearly at once. But I was still paying monthly. And you wouldn't believe when I decided to pay yearly. I saved over 50%. And that's a lot of money. So actually it's over 50%. I saved over 50% by just deciding to pay yearly. So there are some things that you would think. Oh, it's, I, I want to, you know. Though, though, the fact that I could pay it once. Does not mean that I did not make sacrifices. It's not like. I could afford it once then have a lot of spare money. I could afford it once, but I had to make some sacrifices. but now that I've done it once, i have made a lot of um savings also along the way and t- i mean till next year I don't have to pay this this um fee anymore, and then the savings I've made will be able will will be saved, and most likely um, I might get a best um a, a good investment opportunity and be able to you know pour that into any right investment opportunity that comes my way. Now, um, what is the best way for people to reach you, Um, Derek?
1: You know, there's a couple of ways. Um, The easiest way is, of course, to go to my website, which is biglifefinancial.com. You can see the sign here, Uh, biglifefinancial.com. We have a couple of things there. If you go to biglifefinancial.com forward slash free gift, F-R-E-E-G-I-F-T, we have a book there that talks about the we teach something called the uh, cash flow banking or the money maximization model. And it's a way to build your own banking system. Uh, it's something that works here in the U.S. I'm not quite sure where you're at, if it, if it works quite the same, but the concept can work very, very well. Um, and it's a way to honor your own dollars and grow them. Um so if you want to consult, you can go to biglifefinancial.com and up in the right hand corner there's a button that says work with us and you can schedule an appointment and we can just see where you're at, see how we can help, or you can check out the free gift, the book in uh and then also check us out on YouTube, biglifefinancial.com forward slash YouTube.
0: Beautiful. So um Just listeners, just be sure that as always I would always leave direct links to all of those resources. The free gifts, the website, the YouTube channel, it's all going to be in the show notes. I don't want you to start looking for them. You can always find them <laughs> in the show notes. So, um, Der- <laughs> Derek, thank you so very much. I really love your being straightforward and sharing your um, honest opinion with the listeners and letting them understand also. And I'm sure a, a few people will be able to relate to what you're doing because the smart things always do when you're in a doubt is to take um, well-calculated risks, and with the way you have been able to outline some of these things, I know some of the listeners who have been, you know, second-guessing working from home would be able to see sense in, you know, finding a way to migrate to the work-from-home life if it's something they truly desire.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah. So thank you, everyone, and we would um, be here again. I'll be here again next week. Um, I'm sure you would enjoy every bit of that too. Thank you very much for listening and don't forget to share with your friends and family. I still remain Mr. Tolubalogo. Have a great day.